Hello and welcome to the latest West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner podcast. My name is John Campion and I am the West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner and I'm joined today uh, virtually down the line by... Barley Clisby from the Children's Society. Excellent, Barley, and it is really great to have you uh, have you with me today on our podcast, uh, talking about um, some work that you're doing with me here in West Mercy, but also uh, more generally around the support uh, to those in our society who need who need our help to be uh, kept safe and to be prevented from harm. So um, I think, first of all, uh, it'd be quite useful to hear what it is you do uh, within the Children's Society. What's your role? So I work for the Society, and it's a national charity supporting vulnerable children and their families um, through uh, local projects, um, research um, projects supporting young refugees and their families, des- families facing destitution, advocacy services. Um, working with children that have been criminally exploited in Birmingham. And these, the Birmingham Project is a project that links nationally to London and Manchester, um, which I might talk about a bit later. Uh, mental health drop-ins for children across the patch too. So a real broad cross-section around support around uh, to children specifically. Yeah. And how did you get involved? What was your what was your in, as it were? What made you want to want to do it? So I've been in the field for over 20 years. Um, I worked for a much smaller charity before and then I did a lot of work with the Children's Society and then um, I decided to join the Children's Society mainly for that national footprint, making change from a policy and a campaigns level. So gathering up what's happening on the ground and then making some changes from the roots. So we're hoping with our new West Mercia project all the intelligence that we gather around how things need to be different for, for children that are being criminally exploited, that will feed up to our policy teams and our campaigns team. And we can then make a national change. Because that for me is one of the, um, you know, I see great bits of work uh, uh, locally, nationally. Um, it, it's how that all contributes to the national effort of change because some great work can happen uh, in isolated uh, in a splendid isolation, but that um, that societal shift, I think, can only come from that central government, that central push, can't it? And it's great to hear um, that contributing. So Children's Society uh, work with me as commissioner is fairly new here in uh, in West Mercia. Um, and uh, the project that you're funding, thank you very much for funding it, um, is working with children that are at risk of being criminally exploited. So and it's across the whole West Mercia area. Um, we have been operating in the West Mercia area, running mental health drop-ins, um, doing some return home interviews for children when they go missing from home or care. Um, so this is the next step really for doing a bigger piece of work and combining a lot of our intelligence and bringing all of that expertise to the West Mercy area, supporting children that um, are aged between 10 and 17 that might be at risk. So the children that might not be known to social care, they might not be known um, to other support services and we'd be that first intervention 
um, for those young people where they're just on the cusp. And we feel that you can do a lot with young people when um, you catch it early. They don't become entrenched and completely um, sort of submerged in that world. Because part of my drive as commissioner has been um, because there are services once you become in the criminal justice system uh, for young people, as whether they're good enough or not is a different debate, but there are some services there. I've always been very keen to services that I've described as edge of criminal justice or edge of care or the edge of the steps before um, that state intervention um, is mandated, that the, the opportunity to change them. Because my contention is that that earlier stage, you've got a greater success of them being long lasting, than being the, the course correction, uh, as it were. And through all our work history, both locally and nationally as a charity, we see the same things. If you can get to the problem early, you've got ways of supporting. So, for instance, a young person starting to be uh, befriended by a, a criminal gang or a network, that, that young person thinks, yes, I've got a new group of friends, they're giving me expensive gifts, and the, the exploitative side hasn't started yet. But if you can get in that early and say, well, is this person really your friend? What are they expecting back from you for these gifts? And you start asking these questions and put those seeds of doubt in that young person's mind. They become more vigilant and are able to protect themselves if you give them the right tools to spot signs. And also supporting their families and the networks around them to spot the signs that this young person might be getting into trouble. And in your mind, is that the is that the central part of how of the help to the children and young people here in West Mercia? I think it's not just focusing on the problem; it's focusing on who they are as individuals and what their hopes and aspirations are for their future. You know, educationally, where do they want to be? What kind of jobs do they want? And focusing on that, and and then the looking at all the other issues is an inroad into really offering them alternatives and showing them that there are different paths you can take in life um, and you don't need to be scared you don't need to be forced into anything you you can be making choices about your life and these are the opportunities that projects such as ours can offer so for for instance if a young person's really got a passion for football or they have a passion for dance or music or the arts Projects such as these and our project will then build upon that interest and divert them away from um, being exploited because there are are lots of young people that don't always have positive role models in their in their lives and uh, I can think of things in my childhood that people that influence me to either to challenge myself to do uh, to, to either um, seek improvements or to do different things in my life I can think of those key people do you think part of this project will also be giving the opportunity to young people to say well actually there is a different path here if they don't think that they've got the aspiration or the uh, the drive or the want to do something different in their lives that uh, that actually they can be shown that it's possible yeah so the, the relationship model so we're, we're going to be operating through um, the covid crisis as well and our operational model is based upon building of those relationships with a key worker so yeah. some that somebody that starts to understand them and work with them to 
um, help them realise that what those ambitions might be because not everybody knows exactly what they want to do with their life and 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 that's the bit that criminals exploit in a young person. They can see that the young person might not have the direction or and, and I'm talking about vulnerable young people and, and they're from all walks of life because when we're talking about exploitation, sometimes it starts online and it's not necessarily something that impacts young people that are living in poverty. It's, it's, it's across the board. We've seen young people become victims of um, this type of crime. I, I don't know about you, Barley, but when I was uh, 15 or 16, I got no idea what I, uh, what I wanted, uh, wanted to do. And that opportunity uh, of the wealth of choice that's out there, um, you know, depending on what you do with it, is an important one. And you've touched on uh, the extraordinary times that we live in. Uh, we're not recording this face to face. We're both in separate places and doing it via technology. Uh, social distancing is uh, a word that we're all uh, words that we're all very familiar with now. Just give us an idea about how um, your service will uh, continue to be able to achieve what it needs to achieve um, in these uh, socially distanced times. How, how different will it look and feel? So throughout the team um, that I will be working, I have been working with, have already been working within the West Mercia area. So they're all experts in um, what the needs of each area are. So I've um, been training and working with this team remotely too. And throughout, we've been thinking about all the ways we can work remotely with young people and the relationship building part through social media, we've found that nationally, young people have been disclosing a lot more to us because they feel that they can say more to somebody on the phone um, than face to face. So there are um, there are differences that we're going to notice and learn as we go. And once lockdown's lifted, then there'll be safe activities that we can set up for young people, like social distancing. Um, I'm thinking about social distancing. So there's lots of sporting activities that can be done from a distance. We've got our whole partnership um, working to come up with really innovative ideas on how they will support young people and, and COVID won't stand in the way of that as long as we keep everybody safe. And all the awareness raising that we're going to do throughout all the communities that can be disseminated in so many different ways. So, um, you know, one of our national drives is going to be raising awareness through supermarkets, posters around how to keep people safe, things you might notice in your community. So the referrals into this service are going to, we're hoping to get from uh, anybody that wants to refer to the project um, will just assess that referral and get back to the referral person, whether that's a parent, if it's a carer, if it's um, a professional. We want to make it as open and as broad as possible, so we're working with as many children as we can. Because one of my interests as commissioner is uh, in our society, I think 
Uh, we're often aware of somebody who might be uh, vulnerable to being exploited or indeed being potentially exploited, but we don't know. And I think there is some parts of society that don't know what to do with what they're worried about. It's not important enough to ring 999 or maybe ring the police for or to report it to social services. It's the, it's the what to do. So it's really great to hear part of it will be actually there are services out there uh, that you're talking about and I've commissioned. And so therefore there are, it, there is the help um, uh, out there. Um, the other thing that I'm also very interested in is some of the activities, some of the, um, whether it be sport, whether it be uh, cultural type activities. I think there are some that look down on, on that as an option and, you know, it should be about life skills. Well, I would say things like cultural activities or uh, um, uh, things that uh, make you use your imagination or creativity or play sports are about giving you the skills for life, uh, you know, teamwork. Um, I see every day in my working environment, for example, that's prevalent in sport. So um, I absolutely really like to hear the breadth of the uh, the activities that are linked or indeed in and around the programme that are about engaging young people to have a safe childhood, but also getting the skills for their uh, their adult life. Absolutely. I think it's the structure that it creates for young people and often that's where when they're most comfortable that's when all the disclosures come around the things they worry about um, so you could be doing an art activity because that's something they've identified as a and you could do social distancing art there's lots of different ways that you could set that up and through um, doing an activity, a young person will start talking about the things that are worrying them, the things that are bothering. Most safeguarding referrals that I've ever taken from young people have been through an activity or, or a point where they feel so comfortable, they just disclose all of this information to you. And then you're taking a different um, course of making sure that young person's safe completely. Um, but young people aren't as adults walking into a room completely trusting an adult and telling them everything they need to say. So we see that through our therapeutic services. It's all relationship-based um, and it has to be around something the child chooses to do um, and then build upon that. So some of the things, that there might be volunteering opportunities that they want, they might be interested in business. They might be interested in building something online. Um, so they'd be, we're not limiting the types of opportunities that we will be placing in front of young people, um, all with the hope of offering an alternative to the world that they might be being dragged into. So it's probably uh, apt, uh, Bali, to talk about um, what that world might be. You know, what are the... Uh, West Mercy is a quite a leafy uh, three uh, Shire County um, uh, uh, part of the UK. What kind of risks are there for out for uh, these vulnerable young people who, um, if they don't get the help, that they might fall foul of? So um, criminal networks operate across the whole country, sleepy seaside towns, leafy areas where there's a um, an they work to a supply chain, so people want drugs across the whole country. And the networks then, the criminal networks, exploit the children that might be in that area. So in, in so many different ways that there might be somebody from out of town that comes in and um, recruits a group of young people. They take over a, a house maybe, 
um, that might be owned by a vulnerable person themselves. And they're typically called trap houses, and that's from where the, the drugs might be sold. And it could be on a leafy street um, because it's not always the stereotype that you see um, on TV that there's kids dealing drugs on the corner. It's very sophisticated and it's moving constantly. And the intelligence that we'll gather from doing this preventative work will be feeding that straight into the police and social care to protect those young people and, and uh, stop. And those young people that get drawn into um, this particular criminality, um, they don't always see themselves as um, being victims either. They don't necessarily see themselves as being exploited always. Um, yeah, I think often young people don't step back and see what's happening to them unless somebody is sat with them and talks them through. It's just a reaction to what the environment might be. So they've got themselves into a situation that they don't think they'd be in. Um, so they've gone along with a friend and we talk about sexual exploitation and before they know it, they've been a victim of exploitation. Um, and this person that they thought was their boyfriend is not their boyfriend anymore. It's somebody that's um, been abusive to them. I think there's, there's another element here is around educating um professionals and people around them to see that young person as a victim. Yeah. I think there's been a massive change and it's been really um, it's been really amazing that the PCC's office has funded this piece of work and are recognizing children as victims because often children have been criminalized and the, the net criminal networks and the, the gang members that are higher up have not been targeted in the same way. And the children have been caught because they're the ones that are the most active and open on the street. Um, so now seeing children as, as victims um, is changing our conversations that we're having around this topic. Because I think that's a, that's a really interesting point for us as a society. And um, you only have to look at um, uh, childhood sexual exploitation where um, some young people, children, are being exploited as being prostitutes. So they are being, and so therefore they were then able to pick up criminal, historically been able to pick up criminal charges for being a child prostitute. Well, you can't be a child prostitute because you can't have sex as a child. So for me, that journey as, we, as a society is really important because I agree with you, we tend to see the offending, not the person or the child underneath. And I, I do believe in responsibility for our actions, but I also believe in recognising um, uh, recognizing the vulnerability underneath. So uh, absolutely, um, I want to make sure we are dealing with that. And it, and it is a societal journey, I, I believe. Um, some of it comes down to very straightforwardly um, the, the bureaucratic processes. You know, do the court service they see you? you are, are you a victim? Are you a, 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 a you know a, a, a perpetrator? It's almost like which shoot do you fall down? And we need to be blurring the lines a bit more because you can be both. And at times, you know, we need to just cheat you as one, even though you are both. And sometimes we need to treat you as a hybrid. But we, the nuance to be able to do that, I think, is coming through more strongly. And your services, um, as they get embedded within uh, my force area, I think will definitely progress that journey. 
it's that recognition of abuse, mm. whether it be sexual or, or criminal, and recognizing that children are are our children in this whole um, arena. And I think every every area that we look at um, in terms of the criminal justice system, we're looking at our own practice constantly to ensure that that child is always at the centre of the decisions that we're making and that child's well-being. Because some, um, some of those uh, some of those building blocks are starting to be there. Some great modern day slavery type um, um, legislation now that's in place that needs to be used more and more to make the because I think that there historically has been an incentive to use children to commit crimes. Well, actually, there needs to be greater punishment for those that are exploiting the vulnerable and children to commit those crimes. And once that starts to hit them in the pocket of criminals and indeed the sentences that they get, I think then that um, that socially unacceptable side of exploiting children will be so great that it will make even harder for criminals to uh, continue to exploit. But it's just a reflection on what's happened around sexual exploitation where there's been gangs and um, our, the Children's Society has been central to some of those, making sure those gangs have been convicted. Um, in even in the Midlands areas, there's been gangs. There's all been intelligence from the children and young people that we've worked with that have then made sure that the right people are going to prison um, and are being convicted. So I feel that, that that's the move now in the criminal exploitation world and this the drug running and typically what people call it is the county lines issue is being dealt with in the same way um, and that the vulnerabilities of those young people are being recognised and uh, intelligence is gathered. People are working together. The, the, and I know all of this is happening within West Mercia. We're just, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just adding a, another level of um, expertise and support to everything that's already going on in the county. So recognition of all the hard work that all the other professionals have put into this. And that's, uh, that's absolutely how I see uh, your work uh, as you join us here within West Mercia is that it's that next chapter. We're turning the page on our journey of progression, as it were. And it is really great to, to see. And it is genuinely uh, exciting. So, so how... Um, how does somebody uh, get referred into the services that you guys um, are providing? So we want to make it as simple as possible. Um, we, we've got a, a website that you can go to to get more information about what we do. Um, so that's www.childrensociety.org.uk forward slash climb. There you'll get all, a lot more information about what we do and then there'll be a referral form there. So if you fill out the referral form, get it back to us, a practitioner will call you back and then can start the process of working with you. So as simple as that, a straightforward, uh, a straightforward uh, filling in of an online form could be starting the journey to get the right help to the right person. And we'll make sure we put in the description of the podcast all of the links um, uh, to the to the service, but for me, I've been very impressed about the fact it's not a complex, uh, you know, gateway to 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 access the uh, unreachable. It's a very straightforward way to get inside and uh, to get understood what you might need to help support you. 
We'll also be looking for people to volunteer. So if you feel that it's a volunteering opportunity that you'd like to do, you'd like to join our team, then again, get information from our website and contact our team. And we'd like to set up a whole network of volunteers across the whole patch too. And, and it's great to hear. And I know uh, the Children's Society has been around for a long time and, uh, you know, done done good work in our community in, uh, for a very long time. And uh, in this great, in this latest iteration of with the work with me, uh, I see it in, in that journey of continuing to refine and drive how we uh, support ourselves as a community and volunteers will always play a big part. So, uh, and we've got a great tradition here in the three counties of West Mercia to to, to volunteer and and to step up um, and uh, the website is a great uh, resource for all uh, that the uh, children's society has to offer and indeed how the public can help um, and that's where I suggest uh, you suggest people would look to find out more about what you do as an organization yes yeah, so if you went to that you get a link to our main website which is www www.childrensociety.org.uk so you'll get uh, a flavour of our national campaigns um, a current one at the moment is making school uniforms affordable for all families um, and um, our policy work there are so many resources on there around this criminal exploitation topic if you, you want to know more there are reports on there um, and yeah, I'd say it's a very valuable resource and we do get a lot of feedback from our partners and people to say that they do use all the resources that we put out there to yeah. inform their practice. It's definitely uh, worth a look. I had a good route round as, as commissioner and uh, I, I find it very, very useful, a wealth of information, I think, so description. Um, Barley, I want to thank you very much, first of all, for wanting to work with us here in West Mercia more formally. And I'm very grateful for the Children's Society wanting to join me in my journey to make children safer uh, within the force area. But second of all, thank you for taking part in the podcast today. Really brings to life some of the work that you guys are doing within uh, within our society and what the mission is behind uh, behind that work. So a big thank you for taking part today. Thank you. And we're hoping that um, once everything's operational, um, we can come back and talk to you about all the trends we've seen and then keep you up to date with everything that we've been doing. We'd uh, really look forward uh, look forward to that. So uh, I'd also like to thank uh, our listeners for, uh, for listening to, uh, to this podcast. Uh, and indeed, as I said earlier, I'll make sure we include in the description to this podcast um, the, uh, the links to, to the website. So-